Hola guys, welcome to episode 76 of the Painter Files Podcast. I am your host, Joara Blake, as you already know. I hope you had a good holiday. This is like the Monday after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an interesting topic. We shall discuss. to take me to these Native American kind of celebration festivals. And they'd be up the road from where we lived, probably a good 10 miles. And they'd have these huge like ropes course areas that they would rent out into giant kind of festival areas and people would dance and there'd be music and headdresses and we could talk to elders and just everything. It was very cool. Um, we were always trying to figure out where we fit in there. Because my mom's mom's mom, her grandmother, was born on a reservation. And so we didn't really know a crazy amount about them. We knew a lot, but we didn't know... We didn't know all the ins and outs and ins and outs because to an extent, when you try and look up the history of your people, if you're not covered in some type of census in some way, it's very difficult to find where you come from. You can go off of family history, but to find actual, like, legitimate, legal precedent is kind of hard, which was difficult because, you know, I wanted to go to art school, but I wanted to also get, like, scholarships and stuff like that. And you have to prove... You have to prove your lineage in a way in order to get those. Word of mouth is not enough. You need to figure out... I forget all the different kind of hoops and whatnot you have to go through, but it's a lot. They weren't doing DNA testing at the time. This is pre-that, by 20 years, maybe. So, we're just going and we're talking to all these people and they're like, oh yeah, 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 you might be, uh, where, where's your family from? And you tell them and they go, oh, okay, cool. Well, that sounds like either Tuscarora or Blackfoot. And you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And partially some of the reasons were because they were known for mixing with black people. And so, thus, Blackfoot was their name beforehand, so it's not like a description having black feet <laughs> I know it seems ridiculous I have to say that but you'd be surprised how many people are kind of ridiculous and don't seem to understand the basics of how names come about so it was just really cool man like we'd meet up with these people and they, they felt like cousins after a while they felt like We'd go every year, and we'd go to different ones all over the state, in the South North Carolina. And it was just really beautiful. We'd buy, we'd buy wares, and we'd come back and see all these, just the food and the festivals. It was kind of like the Latin American festivals. We would go to, like, 
a Puerto Rican festival and we just have like a blast and meet everybody and we talk and we I tell about like my family and my father's family and all these things and it was just it was always interesting to just kind of have a sense of belonging because I didn't really feel that when I was growing up like there wasn't a very big inviting aspect to a lot of the stuff like you go out and you you do your stuff but for the most part they wanted you to just you know go to school have good grades and just assimilate and that didn't always work simply on the factor that like they weren't extremely welcoming so you were always kind of an outsider looking in I remember like high school like me and it, it looked like a foreign exchange student program where it was like me Mirdad and Kim and they, Kim was from South Korea Mirdad was from Iran and then there was me the West Indian kid and the Afro-Latino West Indian kid at that and it was just we were on like these like kind of shitty preppy white kids who just didn't really they didn't want us to outshine them in a lot of ways they were much better skill wise than we were but it was partially because their parents had enough money so that they could go everywhere and do everything and you know we had after school jobs and kind of stuff like that so it didn't really it didn't really come about that way I remember seeing all these like art programs and just investigating through all these museums and stuff my mom would take us to. And we'd see like King Tut and Native American art museums and even like kind of uh, Harlem Renaissance stuff. And it just, it just caught me. The way they, they drew lips and noses and everything and I remember thinking like wow I don't draw weird I just draw different <laughs> and I think that was kind of the beginnings of me understanding what my style was it's it's weird how like they're puzzle pieces that go throughout time and as they build throughout time you suddenly start to realize wow this is so much deeper and wide and vast than you gave it credit for originally like I can look at it now at 37 almost 38 uh, just taking these little bits and going so you thought about the way they drew animals in all the museums and on like ceremonial shields and how like they had the eyes and the noses and the mouths and like the textures and the cutouts and the cut-ins and then, you know, you look at some of the more kind of Asian art and how they weren't afraid to take animals and give them, like, human characteristics and then blend colors and take away the darks and not really have outlines, but also sometimes, sometimes have the outlines. African art and how it's just kind of complex and growing and moving. And it all kind of came together and taught me how to just be happy with how I was doing I remember I took like a drawing that I was working on to school one time in middle school and this little girl who had just been kind of a jerk to me looked over what I was doing she's like oh my god that looks amazing she looks that lady looks so black and I was like what is it what do you mean and she's like it's just I don't see anybody who draws characteristics that look like me everybody draws like anime or they draw like European styles of like you know very kind of smooth 
smooth features, not really wide or, or round or anything of that nature. And it gave me kind of, uh, till that day, I think I kept thinking, I was like, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time drawing the way everybody else does. I'm a little stuffed up, I'm sorry. And I think it all gave me a little bit, you know? And then I'd go through these books and I'd read all these like opinion pieces from like Baldwin and about, about Major Taylor, who's a bike racer and all these other things. And it just kind of gave me this perspective that maybe I was not wrong. Maybe I was just an outsider looking in. And if I walked outside, I would find more people like me than if I was trying to constantly assimilate and be like them. So it gave me a lot of perspective. That's a lot of rambling, and I apologize. But the puzzle pieces, they come together throughout time. They make who you are. So, I had a very nice Thanksgiving. For the record, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I had a lot of, I had a very nice swell sit down with my extended family, my wife's parents, and her brother and sister, Nick and Justine. It was really nice, actually. We all just kind of sat around, and we ate food, and we laughed about little silly things, and we just kind of caught up, which I guess is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really recall what supposed to happen on Thanksgiving in my own family uh, growing up because there were just so many of us half of us would be in one room half of us would be in the other it's kind of a common thing amongst uh, I don't want to say my people but it is kind of a common thing amongst my people we have it's so big and there's so many people there that you know, you walk around the room, you say hi to everybody, and then they make you eat at the kids' table or the young adults' table or whatever you want to call it. And you're kind of just stuck with those individuals. And sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes those, those people are hilarious and fun and you shoot the shit and it's just kind of cool. And then there are other times where it's like, they're super negative and militant and so on and so forth. So I have kind of a mixed bag remembrance of it. And I've always had a bit of a problem with food. Not so much on the eating, but on the not eating part. And so it wasn't really something that I, I enjoyed so much. I, I like certain types of food, but I kind of always hated other types. And the smell of it kind of bothered me. I was a finicky kid. I don't have to tell you guys. I was finicky. And it was just, but it was beautiful though. I remember going to my Aunt Liz's house with my Uncle Ernesto, George, and like we would just kind of relax, you know? We would walk in there, my uncle would make, make like little jokes, and 
that's pretty much about it. You know, we'd watch TV. He didn't want us to bother him. So we had to be very quiet, typically. Uh, they hadn't, uh, towards the end of their lo- his life, they did add like an addition to their porch. So there was a little more, it was a little easier to then kind of sit around and talk and do whatever. But I just remember like, I don't know. It was, uh, it was, te- it was, uh, temperamental. I think it's the best way I could think to say it. They meant well, but I don't know that... I don't know that they really liked me somewhat. I was a little different than they were. I wasn't from North Carolina. And my father was different than what they thought of as a black person. So, West Indian. Uh, West Indian... Or Spanish West Indian at that. And uh, I remember having a discussion with my family once about how... I was there, but I was different. And so it was hard, you know? And I'd take like a bunch of crayons or pencils and then some paper and I'd just sit in a kind of a sitting chair and then just draw. <laughs> we draw, me and my cousin Tanner, we were really good friends. And then one day we just weren't anymore. But we would uh, sit around and we would draw like, we would draw, I'm trying to think, Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe. And it was the coolest thing in the whole world at the time because it was just, it was everything we were about. We, we loved just being immersed in it. And then we'd draw Spawn and just all these other comic book characters hit and it was he was probably my favorite thing he was probably one of my best friends and his little brother Jonathan was hilarious and he and I would talk and go back and forth and he was just funny and then everybody moved away and that was pretty much the end of a lot of it we moved away I looked deeper into my Latino roots, and the more I looked into those, I think the less we had in common at that point, as far as they were concerned, as far as he was concerned. My cousin Jamie was hilarious. He was just always up to something, talking about doing stuff, and he'd come over, play video games, and I'd draw these cool things, and he'd be like, yeah, that's awesome, keep going, cuz, and it was, you know, it was, it was good, it was really good. And then people started having health issues. I don't know. I feel like life in a lot of ways, as you grow older, it's not that it's more complicated. It's that you become more aware of how all the edges seem, that the edges are not glued down. That the corners are not, are not perfectly folded. And some people can't handle seeing that, and some people can't handle other people seeing that. And so, like, maybe that was what it was. I, I looked into the, the I looked into how things were going, and sometimes those were really sometimes 
by looking in, people were offended. I remember my grandmother, my abuela, she, uh, she used to give me these little illustrated Charlotte Observer newspaper covers because they did the, uh, the basketball team was the Charlotte Hornets. And so they had all these caricatures of all the players and my grandmother gave them to me. And then my aunt got mad because she was collecting them, unbeknownst to my grandmother. Uh, and so I had to give them back. And my mom went and got bought me one of them. And I remember just kind of feeling like I was like, I guess I'm not really a part of this family. This is really dark, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how we got to this point. Uh, I'm tempted to, like, get rid of this part and then record something else, but then I'm like... I've always been honest with you guys. So, my Galatas. So, this is, uh... This is what I... What I think of. Alex really kind of shook me out of it. She's like, you're gonna have a good time on Thanksgiving. We're going to do stuff, and we're going to laugh, and we're going to play video games, and we're going to talk, and we're going to hang out, and we're going to do all these things. It's going to be fun. And she's been right, honestly. Like, I haven't had a bad holiday in a very, very long time. I remember uh, when I first moved to Maryland, I didn't really know anybody until all my neighbors didn't know anybody either. None of us lived near anything near any of our families so we had a giant Thanksgiving potluck together and it was just it was really amazing like it was just really cool I'd never really experienced like that sense of adopted family before like my friends had all done stuff we'd all done stuff together when I had grown up and gone to college and all that stuff but it was more just kind of like beer and bar foods and stuff like that it was never it was never sitting down people really actually making stuff and it being really good so it was nice to try all these things that people had done from all these different backgrounds and it was just really beautiful so i hope that your thanksgiving holiday or friendsgiving or whatever turned out really well i know mine did even though reluctantly, I am a sourpuss, so. <laughs> I don't know. I just think sometimes the heart of things is just letting yourself not be held back by your fears. Fears of repeating bad holidays or fears of political conversations or whatever. So, just gotta breathe. And love. It sounds corny, but it's true. Happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you all had a good holiday. I guess the weird part about this is 
It doesn't feel like it's almost Christmas. Like, I see outside. It's 46 degrees. There are Christmas trees. There are lights. There's everything. My mom's coming to see me at the end of the week. And I just don't feel like it's the season. I don't know. Thanksgiving season didn't feel like it was the season. It's just this whole aspect. I don't know. I guess, like, commercially, you expect Christmas to feel like... I don't know. Rich, in a way? Like, thick? Not like money. Like, money a little bit, but, like... You expect there to be some... You expect there to be a lot of something. I, I just don't... I don't feel like there's a lot of anything right now. There seems to be kind of a very small... A shortage of things. Everything... Everything's online now. Which is the oldest old man thing I can think to say. It used to be, like... There was so much more interaction... With everything. But instead, it's just kind of a click and it'll be sent to you type of thing. You don't even see the guys who deliver stuff anymore. They knock on your door, they ring your doorbell, and they're gone before you even get to the door. There's no longer a moment where that, I don't know, where that rings true anymore. It's just very, it feels so impersonal, like we're, like we're playing a video game in some way. I just don't know. I'd like to see a really kind of humanist aspect to it. That I just, I haven't gotten there. So the unbelievably odd part of all these things, odd and beautiful aspects is, uh, we got our table at AwesomeCon. So I'm gonna be a, I'm going to be an artist at a booth at a comic book and whatever convention, <laughs> pop culture comic book convention for Alec and Ashley's uh, company, Nerdy Bebop. So I'm making artwork and flash stuff with comic book characters and video game characters and all that stuff. So I'm more than happy to hear anyone's suggestions on what I should make as far as merch goes. Uh, I've got some stuff that I've already made, so there's that, but there's also the stuff that I need to make, so if you have any ideas, I'm more than happy to hear them and consider them. Uh, The funny thing is I know a bunch of people are like, you should make Sailor Moon stuff, and I'm like, I guess that's a possibility. I'd probably be really good at it, because like, that's kind of what I draw. I kind of draw women a lot, so girls with magical girls makes sense I guess I'm trying to think I'm probably going to do like My Hero Academia I'm going to do some Dragon Ball I'm definitely going to do some other stuff as far as the arts go so I'm excited about it I just need to do a bunch of comic book stuff so I am excited it's interesting I don't know exactly how It's going to come to pass, but it is going to be this really kind of deep, maybe transcendent thing where everything comes together, I hope.
Hey guys, survived the trip, uh, visits, holiday, etc. I just feel old. You know what I mean? Like I just, I just feel old right now. I feel exhausted. It feels like it was like a, there's a lot of labor of love in most of these things. And I have fears, you know? I have I have genuine fears that when I'm honest on this, that I'm I'm somehow hurting the people that I love. I don't know that I'm even saying anything that's necessarily that way, but it's just a fear, you know? Like you you open up about like art school and life and well I open about art school. Open up about art school life and emotions and feelings and health and all these things and it's just it's just this kind of cluster you know everybody's so sensitive while you're trying to share just how you feel and I guess that's kind of what it is it's the call and response you get it with art you get it with life you get it with music you get it with everything art and music are basically the same um, I don't know. I want to be this person I imagine myself to be. All the positive things. Because I still imagine myself to be all the bad things, too. But I, I prefer to not actually be those. I prefer to be one of those people who has this image in their mind of what they're like. And they're, they're nothing really like it. They're just alive and kicking and doing what they're doing and it's not it's not that serious I got the table for awesome John it's like DC's Comic Con so I gotta make all these prints now and I'm really excited about it honestly I am really truly excited about getting the table and everything it's just it's just hard that's all <laughs> I mean, none of this stuff's ever really easy, but you just don't expect it to be as difficult as you sometimes end up having it be difficult. And I'm developing, and I'm doing all these things with photographs, and I'm trying to figure out a way to incorporate it the best way with my painting. And what I'm thinking I'm just going to end up doing is I'm just going to use the photography as photography. And when I put out books, it'll have both. Maybe it'll be the journey to each painting, even if they're unrelated, directly. Maybe that's kind of the ingredients list, how the cake gets made. Maybe not, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the best way to just be honest with myself about what I want for this year coming up in 2020 what I see myself trying to enjoy for even just the holidays. It's, uh, it's hard, honestly. Taking my vitamins, I'm doing mild exercise. (laughs) I'm mostly just jogging. I feel good when I jog. My knees and my feet don't, but the rest of me does. So I'm just gonna keep doing it, because fuck those guys, that's their problem. <laughs> I just I don't know. I want to I want to 
scale great heights and see great things and do great shit. And I feel like I'm going to come to that and I'm going to find that and I'm going to get there and I'm going to do that and I'm going to be those things and I'm going to be all the things I need to be for my Patreons and I'm going to try and post constantly and every day and all these things. But that's, I mean, the everyday thing I just don't feel realistic sometimes. I mean, I need a break. And whether I believe myself to be able to do it or not, I'm, I'm only human. I can only... I can only do so much. And I need sleep, and I need food, and I need money, and I need all these things. And I hate, I think I hate that I need money. Like, I don't want to need money. I want to be just great exactly the way I am. And not need, not need to be more successful. To just be content in where I am, but I'm, I'm not. I want to crawl and pull and do all these things I think the hardest part is that I'm I'm tired and so finding the inspiration to get up and do things is difficult and I want to try and make stuff and be a part of things and inspire people and I think in not inspiring everyone is kind of it's a little difficult it's a little unexpected, I guess. Not the inspiring people, but that I can't... I know so many people who are in rough spots right now. Much rougher than me. And they are struggling. I can't help them. There's a, a hopelessness to it. And it's just kind of devastating. These crazy people don't know how to drive. And this is nuts. Driving to work. Um, yeah. I don't know. When I get... Alright. When I get in my head... And I get super stuck in what I do... And the inspiration doesn't come. It wants to. And I'm standing in front of an empty canvas. And I'm just waiting. Or a half-done canvas. And I'm just waiting for the... For the true inspiration of all of it to hit me. What I've come to the conclusion of is you have to just kind of stop. Do some other stuff. And then come back to it. Or start something new. As my studio has become more and more busy, I have less space now to start new things. And I think that kind of drives me a little crazy too. But maybe maybe I'm going to find it anyways, you know? Maybe that'll be what it what it is and how it's going to go. I think I just have to keep moving forward. And the right answers will come to me. <laughs> Alright, Galeris. So a long time ago I told you all to write me emails. And send in letters and write in comments and all these things. About your favorite Q&A's. Or your favorite questions you wanted me to answer on the podcast and in videos. So, <laughs> today's the day. So the Q&A, let me see. I didn't write down anybody's names, so you guys have to remember if you wrote this to me or not. What is your favorite brush? Like paintbrush? Um, my favorite paintbrush... 
out of all the brushes that I've had, because I have probably like around two to three hundred brushes, um, is probably this $11 brush that I keep buying from Michaels, actually. It has a wood brown, and it's like a long, it's a thick, like a choo-choo pencil. <laughs> Some of you aren't going to know what those are. You have to look those up or ask your parents on that one. Uh, so it's a thick pencil that, um, I don't know. It's, it's a very, it's probably, a, a, it's probably, look at your thumb in front of your face. So it's a brush that's about as wide as a thumb, and it's about as long as a hand. And it has kind of a, a pointed brush to it, but it's soft, and it's good for ink and watercolor. And it has like a wood grain to it. And I just, I don't know, I love, I love destroying those. I love to paint with them. I love to paint with them with points at first, and I love to use them to do kind of mushed and pushing hard on the canvas, deforming, and I love cutting them down into weird shapes and stuff to then use them for washes later. So I've got like three or four of those now. And every time I destroy one and it doesn't work to the way that I want it to anymore, I go back down there and I get a new one. I do have actual like professional really good brushes, but those are more for like smaller details. I don't have any really expensive, large, fat brushes for my big paintings. I like to use less expensive ones. So a uh, $20, $30 brush I could see using for washes. Anything more than that, it's just it's a little too much for me uh, as far as a big brush goes. Alec is having a good time with her buddies. Let me close the door. Give me a sec. Okay, sorry. That's my fault. I should have closed the door. Um, let me see where... I'm in my studio right now, for those who ask. <laughs> Not a question for the thing. Uh, second question is, what is your favorite type of paint? My favorite type of paint that I've ever used was probably, back in the day, was this paint called A2. It came in a chrome kind of uh, paint squeezy thing. <laughs> it came in a paint tube, and it was... I'm pulling it out of my dresser right now. I'm sorry for all this scary noises. But, uh, yeah. I got one. So it comes in, uh, it's A is greater than two is what it says. And it had a plastic cap and a tin rolling tube. And it's just, uh, it was one of the smoothest paints I ever experienced in my whole life. It is deeply one of my favorites of all time. And I loved it to the very moment uh, they changed the design and turned it into a plastic tube. And then the, the entire sexiness of it disappeared. And I had to stop using canvases because I was running out of space in my home. So I started using paper. 
and I was using it like watercolor and then I thought hmm, maybe I should try out watercolor and gouache and ink and all those things and I went back to it I had, it wasn't the first time I tried it but I went back to it and so that worked really well actually mm. yeah that's probably my very favorite uh, now would probably be Arteza paints and I'm only saying that partially because they, they sponsor me sometimes. <laughs> but also, I really do love their paints. They're kind of creamy, which is nice. And they've got kind of like that A2 look to them, which which I like, honestly. It makes me something about like a chrome, metal chrome paint tube that's just, mm, it just grabs me. <laughs> uh, let me see. What do you love the most about painting? Uh, that is a hard one, actually. I love the most about painting where it takes you, honestly. Like, you just... There's something you said about when you paint, like, an incredible painting that's just so good. It's almost erotic, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know that sounds weird to say from a person, but it's just, I don't know, it's beautiful, it's sexual, it's mind-blowing, it's exhausting it's fun it's crazy it's all those things it's emotional <laughs> i love it it's just it's it's one of my favorite feelings in the whole world when did i start painting oof that's a hard one um my mom was really really big about me learning how to paint so she would get me those watercolor paintbrush uh, coloring books in the 80s, like Care Bears and stuff like that. Mm, those were, so they had like these coloring books, not like coloring books now, but they were kind of a different coloring book at the time. And they weren't watercolor. Some were watercolor. But I remember the Care Bear ones specifically were watercolor, and they had already, somebody had taken a colored pencil and printed it in the corners of the inside of the care bears and so all you had to really do was take a brush that came with the book <laughs> uh they're like these little plastic brushes with these like little crappy uh these little plastic handles with these little crappy black brushes and you would um wet the brush and then paint the add water and it would change color to whatever's supposed to be the idea was that you would have several glasses, and so you would be putting them in. To You'd put one in for the clean water, move the brush around, then take that brush, put it in another, in another water cup to clean it off so that way you weren't contaminating the water supply. But I was impatient, and so everything always ended up kind of a brown color <laughs> with, like, hints of other colors that were there because they would all mix together. And I was always just kind of wild that way. I've never really, much to art school chagrins, I never really uh, got over that. So that's that's how that's when I got started and kind of how I got started. Um, this is the last one. Uh, what should I... Oh, well, I wrote that exactly the way they said it. What should I go to art school? Um... <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you should. Um, I think what they meant is should they go to art school. Um, 
it kind of works differently for everybody. If you really enjoy art and you want to learn from other, and you enjoy like the school aspect of art, then yes. If you are someone who likes art but you don't like being told what to do, no. It's it's not a very creative place. I will say that people don't like to hear that, but that's that is a truth about art school. It is a it will help you hone your skills, but it will not help you hone your creativity. So that is my answer. It is expensive, also, but all colleges. But no, do not go to art school. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, if you want to go and you want to give it a try, go for it. You can always leave. It's uh, it's what I tell my friends who are much younger than me who are getting into alcohol now that they are of age, when in that age range of other age. Like almost 38, so, you know, like a 27-year-old to me is almost just gotten into drinking age. Because um, <laughs> you guys are crap. Um, my opinion for them is if something is bad, poured out, it's better to lose the money than to feel sick because you drank a bunch of something you didn't enjoy. So my suggestion to an art school is if you really want to go, go check it out, see what you think, take a couple classes. A lot of community colleges actually give really good art classes. And then just uh, see how you feel about it. So, yeah, the answer is no. No, <laughs> I keep saying that. No, I don't, I don't know. I would... When I look at my experience from in my life, I ran across some really incredible people that I, if I had not met, my life would be different now. So go experience, see things, paint stuff, read a book, write a book, lick a book. I don't know. <laughs> Just be free and do, do the great things. That's what's important. All right, everybody. So that was the end of the show, actually. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you have a good time. Uh, we'll be back. I'll be back. Um, I am Joar Blake. This was the Painter Files podcast. I love you. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. For all the people who listen on iTunes, please rate and subscribe. For those who listen everywhere else, do the same, please, if you can. Um, you can find me on Patreon, Instagram, my own website. They're all in descriptions. <laughs> Check them out. Um, once again, Charles Blake. Sing Painter out. Ciao. And have a good one.